Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. And uh, I want to clarify something. Uh, people, I've noticed some comments on the uh, punk news uh, news posts that people are like, hey, this show isn't 100 Words or Less. Try like 1,000 Words or Less. I get it. It's a joke. This is meant to be a joke. Um, I know, obviously, people take things very literally. Um, so if any of you were angry at the false advertisement, of the 100 words or less, then I sincerely apologize. But, you know, it's a common saying, 100 words or less. Like, you know, you hear it in school, write an essay, all that type of stuff. So anyways, had to get that off my chest immediately because, you know, you see stuff online. And of course, out of every positive thing that you read or hear, you always have to focus on the negative, of course, right? Anyways, I'm no different. And me, I am your host, Ray Harkins. And uh, we're talking about episode number 13 here. And uh, the guests that we have, we slash I, I needed to learn how to stop getting those two things confused. Because I say we is like this massive entity. I have like 30 people working for me on this podcast. And that's not true. It's just me. <clears throat> and then obviously the cool people that decide to come on and help. But anyways, the guest we have this week is Jamie Morgan from the band Code Orange Kids. More about him in a moment, but first and foremost, 
100 Words or Less is part of the Punk News Podcast Network. Uh, they got a bunch of other cool shows. Um, something that everyone should probably be interested in checking out is the actual Punk News Podcast, where they dissect all of the week's past news. Um, and then, yeah, you can find out more information at punknews.org. And um, rate the show. I've noticed a few of you have uh, been so kind as to leave reviews on iTunes, and I honestly really do appreciate that. Um, and then even if you don't want to leave a review, just at least click on how many stars you give the, uh, the show, because the more we get of those, the higher ranked we get, the more iTunes love that might officially be thrown our direction. But, um, the show is kind of picking up some steam and I'm really excited that a lot of you are downloading it. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at 100 at 100 words podcast you can find us on facebook just search 100 words the podcast and then you can email the show 100 words podcast at gmail.com and uh, i would love to hear from you so yeah all the business out of the way here's some random stuff that i personally have experienced recently that i would like to discuss with you fine folks one of them being the uh i was recently able to go to a few of the Farewell shows for the band Thrice. Um, Riley, the uh, one of the first guests on 100 Words or Less, and also one of the first guests on any podcast I've ever done in general. Um, so his band was playing some final shows here in the Southern California area, and uh, it was very interesting because you know, been involved with this type of music since I was, you know, 15 years old and then watching people grow up within this scene and then watching bands kind of, you know, strike it larger than what this scene obviously is. Um, and thrice is definitely one of them, you know, they're on a major label and it was crazy to be walking alongside them in their journey, um, and see how those dudes really, you know, haven't changed throughout the course of their career. As far as individuals, you know, they've grown, um, but, they haven't changed their perspective on what they wanted to get out of music. Um, but, and I know a lot of people have been talking about Dustin's uh, comments about, you know, why he's not doing or not interested in pursuing the band anymore at this juncture in his life. And he wants to concentrate on worship music. I'm not going to talk about that because you can find out about that anywhere online. Um, and there's been some interesting dialogue <clears throat> with people like Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem and some other stuff. So, but I'm just going to speak on the experience of watching a band that has such a huge catalog play some shows. Um, and their final, final show, they played like 33 songs. It was like three hours. And that's unbelievable. So for any band to be able to go through as much as they have and still maintain relevance within the independent music community, it's unbelievable. It's like not very many bands have the ability to kind of capture people's attention and let them ride through all of the musical changes that a band like thrice has gone under and all the experimentation that they've done. And yeah, it's just impressive. And it obviously speaks to the fact that people love music for music's sake. And, you know, once they trust a band, then they'll kind of follow them through whatever. So, and also I had the awesome opportunity to uh, sing a little bit with the dudes on that song to awake and avenge the dead, uh, which is on one of their earlier records. And when my old band taken and those guys and thrice were playing together, they'd always asked me to do that part. And so it was nice to kind of take a walk down memory lane with those guys. So 
kudos to Thrice. And um, yeah, it was awesome to watch them go out on such a high note. And then um, a random recommendation for you, uh, fine folk of the podcast world. There is another podcast that I listen to, non-musical related, but entertainment industry type stuff. Um, but more importantly, they, uh, the host of the show, well, not, not the host, but the center of the show speaks, you know, a lot about his wisdom over the years and life and, you know, how you navigate the crazy things that we experience. But, um, so there's this dude named Steven Tobolowski, which most of you probably are like, who's that? That name doesn't even sound familiar. Uh, he's like a character actor. You've seen him in Memento, Groundhog's Day, and he's just been in a shitload of stuff. He's been one of those dudes that's always been working in Hollywood. Um, so he does a podcast, and it's called The Tobolowski Files. Uh, don't ask me to spell it because I will butcher it, so just search for it online. You'll be able to find it pretty easily. Um, but it's awesome because, uh, I mean, he's there at about like 56 or 57 episodes now, and um, it's really poignant and sometimes emotional, really funny, uh, but above all entertaining. So uh, for those of you who like storytelling, because basically it's just one dude talking into a mic, um, no interviews or anything like that. He just weaves these really intricate and funny stories about his life. Um, so yeah, I think people that enjoy this show and kind of like the, you know, peek behind the curtain as far as like what makes people tick, um, would totally love this. And I know I've been obsessed with it ever since I discovered it about a year and a half ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's tons of tons of content. So, you know, like I said, 56 or 57 episodes, that's like 56 or 57 hours worth of stuff. So, uh, get listening. And, uh, if you enjoy it, let me know. And if you want me to stop recommending things to you, then let me know that as well. But anyways, <clears throat> so the guest this week, Jamie Morgan from Code Orange Kids. Uh, some of you might be like, who the hell is this band and why is, do they have a ridiculous name? But anyways, Code Orange Kids, they're uh, on the up and up. They're a band that just uh, signed to Death Wish after releasing their first 7-inch on Mayfly Records, which is a very credible and uh, credible hardcore label. Um, they've done a few U.S. tours, and uh, they're definitely on the tip of everybody's tongue. And obviously, the hardcore world definitely runs in very quick cycles. So what a band that may be cool for six months may be completely irrelevant in another six if they, you know, don't do the right comp or whatever the case may be. But um, something struck me about these dudes and uh, more importantly, um, kind of how young they were um, because that's what everyone talks about. But, um, you know, Jamie's 19 years old and we discussed that within the podcast. I mean, there's, you know, he's 19, I'm 31. That's, you know, a huge difference age wise, but um, you know, we've had similar experiences and have similar music tastes. And so I just wanted to get, uh, you know, a younger person on the show and podcast and uh, kind of get their perspective um, on, you know, what it's like to be in a band and kind of navigate all these crazy waters that uh, sometimes bands that are young um, aren't really well versed on swimming. So I had a really fun conversation and I was uh, really appreciative of him already being aware of the podcast that we've done in the past and um, yeah, just wanting to be a part of the show. So I called him up one uh, afternoon after a few scheduling conflicts messed up our first few uh, talks, but um, yeah, this is what ensued. So hope you enjoy.
I was actually thinking, uh, well, there's two things. There's one, you're, how old are you currently? I just turned 19. Yeah, you were hands down the youngest guest that I've ever had, which is awesome. I'm, I'm, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, which that's I, awesome. Which I'm, I, I'm glad to say, because, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to have this show exist with, like, walking down memory lane with people who have been in hardcore for like, you know, 10 plus years. It's like, it's nice to have, it's nice to have. It's cool. I I enjoy listening to that stuff. I don't have any of that kind of knowledge. Yeah, no, but I mean, but it's cool because it's like, obviously these are two different kind of generations within hardcore, so to speak. Um, and so it's cool because it's like, I like, I I, want to have that vibe, but then at the same time, you know, sometimes, people in younger bands don't have, uh, don't seem to have a frame of reference, like where it's like, yeah. you know, it, not only the way that, you know, you seem as a person, but the way that obviously your band sounds, it's like, you know, there's stuff that's happening beyond just like, what's the flavor of the moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah, so congratulations about being the youngest guest. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, being the youngest anything is fucking awesome. That is true. That is true. Yeah, you could be like the, uh, you know, five-year-old uh, guitar player that knows how to... No, it has, well, it has, to be, it has to be cool. <laughs> it can't just be some YouTube shit. Yeah, it can't be some YouTube shit. Some fucking... Um, yeah. I usually like to start things off where I'm just... Uh, usually my first experience with the band and please forgive me if you hear a child crying in the background. My kiddo is, I'm not watching it. My wife is, but yeah. So, uh, don't, don't be alarmed if you're like, yo, Ray, do you need to attend to something in the background? <laughs> Are you killing a child as you, as you talk? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's usually how I warm things up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, usually I like to start things off with like my own personal experience with the band and, you know, kind of how I discovered, um, you know, you guys in general. Um, Because I I remember where basically Chris from No Sleep, who I know you're friends with and obviously are working with him professionally now. um, Yeah. The, uh, yeah, he, he just showed, he showed you guys to me and, you know, I listened to it. I just listened to the seven inch and it was, uh, it was strange for me because it was like, even though I still view myself as very involved within hardcore, you know, there's obviously bands that you just don't hear about until a, yeah. la- a later date. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you, the seven inch had been out for a while and Chris showed it to me and I was like, yeah, this is cool. But like, I just didn't, I didn't get it really. I didn't get where it was coming from. I just, you know, I had no frame of reference besides looking at, you know, listening to it on Bandcamp, which is, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> But then uh, when I went to see you guys play at that uh, Aladdin Jr. show in Pomona, um, like it, yeah. ca- it kind of all just came together for me where it was like, oh, like I see what they're going for. And I see kind of, you know, where they're coming from. And um, it, it, above all, it was it, it made me happy because obviously, you know, everyone always talks about your guys' age where it's just like these guys are infants playing hardcore. Um <laughs> And so and diapers and shit. It's like just like me talking like lollipops and shit. I don't even know. By the way, you know that show we were that was like one of the most nervous shows we like had had the entire time because here's a little known secret. We thought like I we all this was before, like now Austin and Chris are like really good friends because we spent like a bunch of time together. Right. But I, we didn't know him at all. 
and we thought he was going to kill us. Right. Like, like I was like, he, he's going to kill us guys. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, let's, let's just back it up. It's over. Like, yeah. I, I guess like Xerxes came over. They're like, dude, Chris fucking hates you guys. Well, we didn't, they were like that, but they like really built it up. And I was just like, so worried about it. Cause we had like, cause we were like super idiots about how we like, handle like the label stuff because like we had never like known labels or anything like that at all like, ever so like we just were like super stupid about it and then like when he was there we were all just like so nervous and i was like gosh you gonna watch us or you gonna like boycott it <laughs> and now we're like really close friends so it's fucking awesome but no yeah i know I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, I was aware of that whole experience and it was funny like just kind of seeing it all play out to where it could... yeah i wanted to go over and say something but like then i saw you were over there and i knew you from the from the shit and then i was like oh god like, i'm not fuck this i'm not doing this shit <laughs> and we just we just bail i was like i'm not going up when he's got the crew <laughs> Yeah, no, no. At all. I'm not gonna just be like, hey, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I'm. We're here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was just yeah. like, oh man, I'm just not gonna say anything. I was like, we're like pretty socially. Like, I'm, I'm all right, but like, we're pretty socially weird. So like, it was, it was just uncomfortable, man. Yeah. But no, no, <laughs> it worked out. Uh, yeah, exactly. It worked out in the end because it's like. I think above all, like with, you know, this is actually a question I was going to ask you later, but we can obviously dive into it right now where it's like, you seem, you seem to be like the sort of quote unquote default business guy in the band. Am I right in that? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do my best to, to be that. Right, exactly. You're, you're the person that responds to emails and, you know, talks yeah, to people. Yeah, all, all that shit, yeah. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you book shows for the band too? Yeah, I do all that too. Yeah. Um so, yeah, like, you know, I mean, what struck me about once I started to, you know, after I did listen to that 7-inch and, you know, kind of heard more besides, you know, Chris being interested in signing you guys for No Sleep and then kind of hearing the other things where it's like, you know, Rise Records is interested and, you know, Death Wish is talking. It's like once you start to hear all of these other labels interested in something that, you know, I mean, realistically, for all intent and purposes, like, you know, is a, is, is a pretty basic hardcore band. Like, you know, no, yeah. no, no slight against you guys, but... Um, oh yeah absolutely and so i just found it so interesting and then kind of seeing how you know all the business stuff was playing itself out with you guys like you know did that did that all just kind of like take you by surprise and kind of be like dude well you have no idea like the we had like all happened in like two weeks so like like it's I, i know it's like it's not like in the real world. I don't know if it was be like a big deal or anything, but like to us, it was like a huge deal. Cause like death for death wish and like no sleep and like top shelf. And like we were talking to these realized like, yo, I straight up have been like buying stuff from these labels and going to see these bands and buying these records and just like trying to be any kind of a part of anything for like so long. And like, I'd never known any of them. And then all of a sudden it was like, I know all of them and they're all calling me and like, I was just like, Oh God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was just like, it was, it was like really stressful. Cause like the only thing we'd ever like label wise had worked with, we worked with Bob over at Mayfly, but like he just sent me a message on Facebook. He was the only person who sent me a message on Facebook and he was just like, Hey, can I like put a seven inch on? We were like, yeah, that would be like awesome. Like we didn't even, we thought we were going to have to put it all on CD. Right. And then like, like, <laughs> yeah. like fucking burn it. And then like, he was just like, so like, I don't know. Yeah. We like, I think eventually we like, I, I did that, but like, I felt so bad with the whole situation. Cause like, I felt like mainly just with Chris, with other people, I like did it right. But like, I really, really love that label. And like, we respect it a lot. And like, 
Yeah. I just felt like I, like, it seemed like I was doing something that I really wasn't trying to do. Like, I wasn't trying to, like, be savvy and, like, play the, I was just like, I, I was like, oh, my God, I, like, I don't yeah. know what to do. And then, like, we just, it just happened. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even remember now. Well, no, no. I mean, I, 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 like, totally from an outsider's perspective, it's like, you know, it, when you're not used to dealing things, dealing with things like this, like that's, that's overwhelming, especially like you said, you know, these are labels that you've paid attention to forever. And then, um, you know, to add even weirder things to the mix, like, you know, like a label like rise records, who obviously is like yeah. trying to work with like every single genre of every single, um, yeah. sub genre. <laughs> that um, was so weird. That was like the weirdest, uh, like song I've ever had, but it was cool. Did you talk to, uh, was it Craig over at rise? No, I talked to uh, Matt. Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Matt, yeah. He he's really not really nice guy. Like I really like him, and like everything they they were cool. It was just like so weird. I was like, we just got an email that was like from Rise Records. I was like, oh, this has to be some kind of like fucking like uh, mailing like list chain. Yeah, yeah, like mailing mailing list shit. I accidentally signed up for, and it was like yo, and I was like, oh, it's a way to like trick me into opening it, you know. <laughs> and then I opened it, and it was like. It was like we're in shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I was like, "Why?" I just wanted to write "why." Right, right. But I didn't. I asked him on the phone though. Yeah, I was like, "Why do you want to do this?" Like, and like, and he was just like explaining to me why, and it was really cool. Because like when I first picked up the phone, I was like, "No fucking way." But yeah. then like when we started talking to him, I was like, "I don't know. This seems pretty sick." I know what you're saying as far as. uh you know, not not a matter of fact of selling out, but you just weren't comfortable taking that step right now because the band is still so young. You didn't want to be like, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, like, dude, like I said, they were like, they were like unbelievable, but like, like really nice. It was just like, I, it it mainly came down to all that shit came down to when Deathwish hit us up. It was like, it is what it is. Like, that's what we're doing. Because like that's that's like to us that has been like that label has been a mold for like, like one Oh eight and fucking reissuing the cursed records and like yeah. converge and like all that stuff is like what got us out of listening to like rancid. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, and rancid is still awesome, but like that's what moved the chain, like, and progressed us as like, like that that label, like, I don't know. It just meant a whole lot to us. And like, started talking to him like you know if we don't do this like this is like whoa we're gonna regret not doing right like, that like, this was is, my instant feeling yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's like the proverbial trump card where it's just like well if everything else kind of you know happens. Like, we would make jokes like for our whole like and i and now i kind of have a much bigger perspective on this but as like as like just like a kid or whatever like we would like make jokes and like be like, oh man, it's not like one of our guitar players quit one time, mm. and he said his last thing he said was, "It's not like we're going to get signed to Death Wish or anything." <laughs> and then he quit, and then that happened like five months later. Like it was like, what the hell? Like, and I know like it's it's not like that they live in this like fountain of gold and like you oh, know yeah. like it's but it's like it's still to us and still to me in my mind like those are a lot of those bands are like the bands that we looked up to, like especially back in the day and still, of course, but like it's, it was just like, man, no brainer. Like we have to do this. The show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different things that stress us out, right? Like maybe it's something really, really small, like man, that parking space, it's always taken. And I wish that I would be able to like get it 
instead of, you know, this person that maybe, you know, is the most courteous and considerate. I know that's something very random, but it's true. We all experience different things throughout the day that trigger us in so many different ways. And there are many times where I have been like, I wish that I had a a spot or a repository for me to, you know, get this stuff off of my chest. Because if you bottle it up, that is no bueno. And then all of a sudden you explode on a coworker or a friend or a family member being like, the parking spot. And people are like, what are you talking about? That is where therapy comes in. And I love working with BetterHelp because I'm a huge advocate for therapy, broadly speaking. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It is so easy because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you are not vibing with the therapist for any reason, you can switch it out at no additional charge. Get things off of your chest with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Ray. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Right. Like, super and super surreal. It. Super surreal. Too surreal, man. It was, it was like, yeah, like, I don't know. There was, there was no other. Exactly. We would just, that was like what we wanted to do as like being in a band, you know? Yeah, yeah. If, no. if it was possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so were you kind of backing up a little bit? Like, were you, because you, like, like you mentioned to me before, you're from uh, Pittsburgh, like born and raised there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't born there. Actually, I was born in Chicago. And then my parents had me when we were like, they were like my age, like now, like okay. 18. Sure. So they, uh, 
so we like moved a lot. We lived with my grandparents at one point, and then we lived uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. We lived in Milwaukee for a little bit, but I moved to Pittsburgh when I was like ten, okay, uh, or maybe I was like nine, yeah, some sometime around then. So I've been here like my whole life. It's really all I remember, right? But, this, yeah, this, this essentially was you know Pittsburgh is your formative years where you kind of you know you have the most absolutely. memories, obviously, um, absolutely. So that that's crazy that your your parents obviously had you when you were your age. Like, so they're obviously young parents. And how does that? Yeah, you know how to? Are, well, for one, are they still together? Yeah, they're still together, which is awesome. Because that's, awesome. that's yeah, that's, it's crazy. That's a hard they're thing. Both to real, do. Yeah, sorry. And, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's okay. I and I pr- I presume you were a uh, quote unquote uh, surprise or slash blessing. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was just definitely like a surprise type deal. Uh-huh. Well, my sister actually, they had uh, my sister before me. So, like, okay, my mom was like 19 when she had me, and they were like 18 when they had my sister. So, I think I was less of a surprise than my sister. Right. But more of a surprise than, like, you know, I don't know, like getting a gift or something. Right, right. No, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. um, so then, uh, so yeah, then, uh, you know, as you were kind of, uh, you know, forming your memories in Pittsburgh and everything like that, um, you know, how, cause I mean, you, cause you graduated high school, like what, two years ago then? Yeah, no, last, uh, we graduated this time last year. Oh, okay. So a lot. Um, so yeah, so not two years ago. Yeah. We, we are supposed to be freshmen in college and we were, but we quit. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to that in a moment. Um, yeah. The, uh, so kind of, you know, how was, how was high school for you? Like, how was that, uh, you know, your, your experience with that? And then kind of a second, second part to that would be like, you know, where did you get your, uh, I guess, intro to, you know, independent music, punk, hardcore, whatever you'd like to call it. I would say we kind of, uh, high to start with the first, yeah. High school was, fine i mean i don't know i've deal with like a lot of depression shit like that so there mm-hmm. was like times where that was really hard but you know overall i met all of them like literally everybody in my band was at my same high school oh that's so, cool yeah eric got uh i was in this other band when i was in middle school and i was like really thought like that was that was gonna be it like i was like this is this is what we're doing and it sounded like uh like the strokes or something like that oh, and like uh dude that's more ties that, and shit it was dude, like oh my god and you were you were in middle school with that Middle school, yeah, I'm like seventh grade, yeah. That's pretty mature. Then, that, that's pretty mature for that age. It kind of, I feel like now it was because we did like a The Vines cover. It was pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We were tied and like it was awesome. And I was like, this, like this is this is the taste. Like I love it. And then like when I got in that band broke up when we were leaving middle school, so I was like heartbroken. And I hit up Reba, who's uh like the she plays in the band too she plays guitar now but she played bass at the time and i was like oh we gotta start this band and like the first thing i remember ever saying was like yo if you agree to this band as soon as we get out of high school like we're we're going on tour like we're not going to college we're not doing anything we're going on tour so we started what was the first incarnation and we called it the code orange kids it's had the same name since like forever but it's changed like four times and it was like me and her and all of us and then yeah, like, so I met the rest of the guys, and, like, as time went on, we, like, kind of started doing what we're doing. I totally forgot what the question is now. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. There, there, there's so much I'm trying to unpack here. So, for one, yeah, the, sorry. no, it's okay, because uh, you just keep telling so many amazing things. Uh, what, what was the name of the band that you did in middle school? 
Oh, I don't want to talk about it, dude. I oh. can't say it. Because oh. kids are going to look it up, and then, like, I'm going to be fucked. Like, there's a music video on YouTube, and it's, like, literally the most embarrassing thing that's, like, literally ever happened. Well, here, I, I'll, I'll, I can't I'll, say it. It's okay. I'll, I'll frame it for you in the context, because basically a lot of the stories that people have shared with me in this, this show is um, your first band has to have a terrible band name. You have to be... Oh, dude. I mean, this band has a terrible fucking band name, so imagine what the first band was. Oh, yeah, like, so what, this... what was your... What was, so that that wasn't your first band. What was your band that you kind of, you know, first like got together with and played with? Uh, it was called that. No, that was my first band. I'm saying okay. Code Orange Kids has a terrible band name. No okay. name. So like, <laughs> okay. yeah, like I mean, it's like the worst band name of all time. So like, the band before was even worse. I refuse to reveal the name. That's fine. I can't. I just can't have it. Like I don't. My friends don't even know. There's... I think Code Orange Kids know, but that's like about it. <laughs> There's also a documentary. We made a documentary, dude. Oh, like that's impressive. And it's ter. It's terrible. Like we interviewed our friends. We interviewed our friends and like they would just be like, Oh man, like this blank band has like changed my life and stuff like that. And it's like it's like fucking ridiculous. I don't well, know. I don't but, want anybody to see it. You know, I, okay, but like I said, to be fair is the fact that I mean that sounds like I, I reflect on my time in seventh grade and I, I my brain wouldn't have worked like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to even put together a band in seventh grade because I didn't start playing until I was about like freshman or sophomore year in high school. So like the fact that you were cutting your teeth in seventh grade and doing these sort of, you know, I would never think of like, oh, let's make a documentary on this band. Like, <laughs> really? I mean, that's, that's all I used to think about that's like, pretty, all the time. That's pretty impressive. Like, I, I just I, you know, ha- it's because Bold in a Bible came out, dude. Come on. Everybody had wanted to do that. <laughs> Dude, like, Bold in a Bible was the fucking shit. You, the fucking Green Day movie, remember that? Of course, of course, of course. Dude, I, I was like, oh my god. It was like, it was like Bold in a Bible, except we were not playing at fucking, what's it called, like, Sheffield or whatever. Right. We were playing at uh, this thing I used to do called the Youth Arts Program Okay. at a okay. uh, church basement. So it so- it sounds like from all of what you're saying, like so you were um you were you had the idea that like I really wanted to play in bands like from a very early age. Like what was the you know, did your parents encourage that or like were they musicians? Oh yeah. My parents have always been so cool about that shit. Like uh I guess the way I came into pop drums was like we there was this art school type deal for middle school. Mm-hmm. We had like audition and like basically everybody got in. You still had to audition. So, <laughs> sure. like, I picked drums. So, like, after that, I don't know, like, I got in that band. Like, the way I got in the first band was this kid came up. He was like, hey, man, like, you like Green Day? I was like, yeah. He was like, you want to be in this band? So, like, from there, it was, like, everything. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, <sighs> that's just, like, yeah, always, always just kind of how it's been. My parents have always just, like, been you know, like do it. They just always let me do it. I mean, they said it was cool for me to quit college to like tour. So, I mean, like super, super supportive, like everything. Um, everybody else's parents are, are cool. They're all pretty like normal parents about it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, well, like, you know, they're like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if you should do this, Joe. Like our bass player, Joe literally used to just come on tours with us. He moved to Philadelphia with us, but he wasn't in the band. He just wanted to come on tours. So, like, he basically quit everything to not even be in the band. Just, like, come on tours. And then, and then we put him in the band. But, like, for a while, he was, like, everybody in this band is, like, just down to do it since day one. Like, that was, like, the goal of doing the band, kind of, in a way, when we didn't even know it was, like, a real goal. It was, like, we are gonna tour and, like, 
do this because like all the bands around here are so good and they don't do anything you know sure like in our in our area i guess yeah like what 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 bands did you guys um you know did you i guess kind of come up with that you were you know seeing that you said obviously just didn't have the time to dedicate to you know doing what you wanted to do i guess uh I, a lot of them are still together, so I don't want to like name drop because I know they're going to listen to this shit. But yeah, you know, like I think, I mean, on okay, on the one hand, the two things that kind of influenced me at least to get into like hardcore mm-hmm. from like punk because we kind of went down the road of like being into like Green Day and stuff, and then we got into like Warped Tour, like punk, like No Effects, like, sure, all that shit, and then like it's just kind of slowly like went from that. So like. I don't know. We used to go to shows at this place called the Mr. Roboto Project, which is like still around in Pittsburgh. Yes. And like the hardcore bands will play. And it was always like, so like, oh my God, like, you know, it was, it was like kind of nerve wracking because they were all kind of like, mm-hmm. it felt so different, you know? Right. So like we, there was some, uh, one band in particular, I think the band that's probably like influenced us the most to do what we do in like a positive way mm-hmm. is this band Heartless who are still together. They're on Southern Lord record now, records now, but uh, oh, okay. we, we first play with them like I was just kind of like oh man like this is way better than what we're doing and like you know we kind of shaped around that I'm like dude like make side note it wasn't for the bands around here like there there's no way like every show we played they would come every band would come and say like that was so awesome that was so good and like we were fucking terrible like we were so bad but like they would just tell us it was good like no matter what so we would be like man we're fucking good you know yeah and, like like keep going because like, we would have given up yeah. like uh, and that would have been it because we would have just been embarrassed but, like they would always come they would always support us and like i mean pittsburgh's like really weird in that way like yeah and it, i'm not yeah that, um, no that that really because i i mean i've played uh when i toured with my old band like we went through pittsburgh a few times and it definitely it always was a really really unique vibe um like yeah just, it wasn't so much from like, you know, the amount of kids that came out or whatever, but it was just yeah. a, yeah, it was just a very unique vibe, but that's very cool. Like, do you think that, you know, the band, the bands obviously kind of, you know, support each other? Be, I mean, or more, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe more Dude, sp- like that's Yeah. That's like kind of like where it's like the thing about Pittsburgh, like that vibe you're talking about, that's, that's really, to me, weird. There's a couple sides of it always. Oh, there's everything. There's lots of things. The part of Pittsburgh, like hardcore punk that we grew up in, is like a lot of the like quote unquote, let's say bigger. They're not bigger, but they have like names to them. Hardcore bands mm-hmm. just don't play here. So like kids don't. It seems like there definitely are kids who like, especially now, like still follow that stuff. Like you know how you kind of go to 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 like a city, like a big city, mm-hmm. and you'll kind of like there's there's trends. Like it's not even like really in a negative way, but people are all kind of like getting on things at the same time. Yeah. It's just like, what's well, literally never like that. Like, cause people, it seemed like didn't even know that shit existed. Mm. Like, so it would just be like bands would try to sound like other local bands. So like it kind of built up into like, like what we sound like, is kind of like what Pittsburgh sounds like in general. I feel like, like, and it's definitely a different like look on it, but like it's sure. a mix of a bunch of different like things. And, I don't know, like, it's just created, like, a really different hardcore and punk scene than, like, other places. Sure. And do you think that uh, maybe the fact that people were obviously stoked that, you know, younger kids were playing that, do you think that 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 kind of played into it as well, where it's like they wanted to be supportive because they saw that, you know, younger kids, like, you know, like you said, like, you know, just past middle school and into early high school that were playing this type of stuff, do you think age had a factor? 
Uh, I think absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what they all tell us now. They're like, you know, like, well, they, uh, when I asked them, like, you know, why, like, I remember the first show that really turned us, like we started off playing at this place called games and at, and when we were playing, like, it was like this games place and they would let us like rent out the, the back room for like obscene amounts of money. Like just cause there was nowhere else for us to do shows. And like, they knew that and they were like, super old and like terrible people kind of, but like, you know, like they, I mean, they were all really nice, but they, so we started doing that. And then we started, like, we, we got asked to play the show randomly. Somebody dropped off. There's this message board called the Roboto board here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of like where things kind of happen. So like, I remember messaging somebody on there somehow being like, Oh, can we go on the show. And they're like, no, but then they messaged back. They're like, Hey, if you can bring like two half stacks, like you can play the show like first. And it was like a 10 band show. Sure. So we, we got to play and like, yeah, like that was the show that kind of turned it. And like, everybody was just kind of like, man, like dude, it's so awesome. Yeah. Like you guys are so young, like, the young thing is always, I mean, it seems like, I don't know. Eventually, we just won't be young. That won't happen. But that's like the first thing people like ever say. Basically, is like, you guys are so young. I'm like, I know. And they're like, that's super cool. And I'm like, I know. Like, I I think it's cool. But like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, the Pittsburgh bands kind of all that was a big part of it. I would say, and they saw like an energy in it. I think because we always had that energy. It wasn't like controlled. I feel like more like how it is now. Uh-huh. It was like really chaotic and weird, and like. Our strings would break and straps would fall off all the time. And stuff. Sure, but like, sure. Yeah, and we play like out of line six like combo amps, but like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, like, uh, put, put like the distortion button on it or whatever. It sounded like fucking. Uh, there was like a Deftones tone. I know we'd use that sometimes. Sure, so, like, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of rambling now, but that's no, no, no. Dude, it's totally fine. That, that I mean, that's that's where you get the best stories, obviously. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, I I did want to hit on your, um, you know, so I did want to hit on your parents again, as far as the, uh, you know, yeah. idea that they've obviously always been supportive. So it's like, you never had to have that sort of sit down conversation with them where it's just like, like, Hey mom, Hey dad, like I, you know, I don't want to pursue school any further and I just want to, I want to tour and I want to do this. Well, that's not exactly true because like uh, my mom especially really like tries to like, she doesn't really understand, which is like, obviously like, I mean, she understands it seems like a lot more than anybody else, but like, she doesn't like, she doesn't eat really get it in the way that like, so like when the label stuff started coming up, you know what I mean? She was like real, like real worried about it. And like mm-hmm. wanting to like, try to know what's going on. It's like, it's, I don't know when I like wanted, this kind of just happened like a couple months ago before we left college. So right, exactly. I'm fresh on my memory, but we left college in December. Mm-hmm. So like, and I'm supposed to go back in September, but I don't think I'm gonna, okay. but yeah, uh, basically, uh, they were just like, uh, I don't know. They knew, like I told them when I was going to college, I'm like, I'm going to this, but like, if we get a chance, like, it's not like there's some kind of break you get, but like, if we can just get a little bit, you know, right, right. like we're going to leave and we're going to do it. And they like knew that was just kind of how it was. They didn't know it was going to be like after the first semester, but right. and now we're just doing it forever. But it seems like, but you know, they, I don't know. The other parents were like, it was rough. Right. It was, yeah. it was rough. And they still, obviously they, they begrudgingly understand it. Yeah, well, Reba's parents are, like, unbelievably supportive. Like, well, they first helped, they they just helped us, like, do so many things. Like, they're still skeptical. Like, sometimes, like, they're, like, unbelievably supportive in, like, a lot of ways. Uh, Joe and Eric's parents are both, like, really great, and but they've always been really skeptical. Yeah. I don't, Eric, I mean, I can talk about Eric's dad. He's, like, 
hundred years old. So I don't think like he knows yeah. what a podcast is. But like, hell, he he was like, I don't know. Well, honestly, now that I think about it, they were all fucking supportive. They've all let us. Like, I don't want to down. They let us all practice in the, the house. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, none of them have ever been like, you can't do this. You know, just normal skeptical parents stuff. Well, but I, I, I mean, yeah, they've been a great. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah, I mean, I think it I think it all comes from the fact that it's just like they, you know, parents have the instinct to where it's like they always want something better than they had in their own lives. Um, yeah. So they, they look at it from, you know, you're, you are looking at it from the standpoint where it's like, all right, here's this experience. Because I did the same exact thing. It's like I dropped out of school because, I mean, I, I had the ability to do it because I found a job that, paid me while I went on tour, which is, you know, an ideal scenario, but yeah, it's the idea that, you know, you want to have, you want to have an experience. You're like, when am I ever going to be able to potentially do this again? 
Um, yeah. Whereas, totally. whereas parents obviously look at it from the standpoint where it's like, yeah, I understand the experience, but where the hell are you going to potentially make money when you're, you know, 35 years old or whatever? It's like that, yeah, you exactly. know, I mean, we're still figuring that. I mean, like they're, they're going to be, they're always stressed about that shit, you know, like, because like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do like at all. Right. Like we're, we're pretty much all just like, I don't know, we're leaving in October and like, I mean, that's basically it. Right. Like uh, for, for, for like a long time. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what, what we're going to do. It's still kind of stress among everybody's parents, but yeah, like honestly, like I, they, like you said, like, it's just a natural way to feel, but like, honestly, the more I'm thinking about it now, I haven't really thought about it too much. Like they've all been so helpful. Like Joe's parents have been so supportive. They let us like do a million bands. We did side band stuff all the time in their basement. And we used to practice at Eric's dad's house all the time. And like, they've just kind of let us and help us as much as they can, you know? So, I mean, we couldn't really ask for anybody better. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Cause yeah, that is, the, you know, that's a common theme where it's like, it's just the most difficult conversation that you can have with your parents where it's like, Hey, I'm going to do this because it's a dream. And when am I ever going to do this again? And then they go, yeah, yeah, that, that's cool, but I'm not going to support that. And it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. We've never, thankfully, I mean, that's come in play in many little ways, but like nobody's ever looked their foot down and said, you know, I'm not supporting this. I think in a lot of different ways, for different reasons for each individual one of us, they've supported us like doing this because of those reasons, because it's either been a way out of other things or because like, you know, like in my parents' case, like, because they just know that I love to do it. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. And kind of hitting on the, uh, the, the, you know, the age tip, like we, what you're saying, that's basically the first thing that everybody talks about. Um, and, and, you know, you seem to be obviously good natured about it where it's like, okay, like, yeah, you, you know, you embrace that because obviously that is who you are. You know, like you said, yeah, I am. I mean, like it's sick, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and does it, and does it feel, um, you know, just because there obviously is more attention that's placed on the band now, you know, does it, does it still feel that like you guys are trying to, you know, figure out what you're doing musically? Like, you know, does, does that whole sort of, dichotomy of like okay yeah you are a young band from like the public's perception but you have been playing with these people you know since early high school so it's you know it's going on four or five years um yeah some of yes kind of yeah some of them kind of yeah right right we like to consider it a little short on that just because it's been me and reba for that amount of time that's true yeah i don't know but yeah i know it's just yeah I know, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. But um, yeah, so does it, uh, you know, does it feel that, you know, even though you are young, you're like, well, yeah, we are older because we are trying to, you know, like we, we are confident in the music that we create, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It never, when people say like the stuff about all the young stuff and everything, it, people even ask us sometimes, you know, we have like the Tumblr thing now. So people like ask us questions all the time. Like, oh, right. does it piss you off when uh, people ask like how young you are all the time? Or somebody the other day, like when our, you know, we have that band that just came out on No Sleep Adventures. Yep. And people are like, does it piss you off? Like that all the advertising things are like, this has members of Code Orange Kids. I'm like, like they're trying to like use that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no, like that is what we are. We do do. That's fucking awesome. I'm so proud. Like 
have a friends that like are literally my best friends that I hang out with every single day. And we have two bands that are on like two of our favorite current record labels. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. Like why would we want to like hide that or hide like how old we are, you know? Cause yeah. like it's, it's an advantage, honestly, if anything, it's not like a disadvantage. If people want to talk about that shit, like cool. We are, we've never like, based, we're not a gimmick on it. Never have been. We just play and like, it is what it is. Like, but like, you know, if people want to, if that's what they want to talk about, then like that's, if they're talking about it at all, that's cool, man. Like nobody used to talk about it and <laughs> nobody talks about anybody from around here. And like, we're just like so lucky and so like blessed to be like getting anybody wanting to like ask us stuff, you know? So it's like, I'm not, I don't care what they want to ask us about or write about or whatever. Like that's all. Yeah. You're, you're like, Hey, whatever exposure we can get right now, like that's more, more than we had a year ago. Yeah, like, I'm, we're not all going to sit in a fucking crib, you know, like, and have, like, some photographer, like, dangle something over us or something. Like, it's right. not, we're not, like, like going to, like, dress up as babies, like, while we play or anything. But, like, which, which, like, would, which would be a good Halloween costume. It'd be fucking sick. <laughs> and we probably should do that at the fest, which we're playing. Uh, probably, yeah, you but, probably should. Yeah, we probably should. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, we're not going to cry on stage or anything, like, and demand our moms. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like, it's just, like, we're, uh, I don't know we it is what it is we are young we all like being young like none yeah. of us really want to be older like sure we just want to be whatever we are and I don't, I don't feel bad about it at all i think it's it's cool if people want to talk about that shit it is i mean it gets a little like with specific things like the way that some people do it is awesome but the way other people have kind of done it in the little bits of pieces of media shit we've done it's like sometimes it's kind of like uh yeah well, but, uh, well if, if that's if that's like the the sole focus of an interview where it's just like, so how can you do this when you're 19 years old? How can you do this? Yeah. Like, yeah that, you know. Well, I'll just bring up all the bands that were 18 years old who started doing this, like all the bands that we love. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like that's like even just like the most basic one ever, like fucking minor threat and stuff like that. Like, right. I mean, like all those bands were like super young, you know, like not, I'm, there's been tons of bands who are like old that, that started and but like, I'm even like fucking, I don't even know, like, any, most bands that I can think of that, like, really influenced us, like, uh, has been maybe older than us, but, like, they've been young, and, you know, like, they have that youthful energy, and, like, they care. Like, yeah. that's that's the difference, you know? Like, we meet so many bands that just don't care. Right. And it's because I burn out on doing stuff, but, like, we care. Like, we like doing this. It's fun. It's awesome. And, you know, like, I don't know, I think that, like I said, like, being young and not having done everything forever is like kind of like and it's totally an advantage you know because we like still really like doing it sure and i i think i think part and parcel of it too is the fact that it just depends on when you get that level of attention because it's like i mean you're you are right in the fact that most bands obviously start in high school and you know because you know you're full of piss and vinegar and you're like you know you're that's when that's when you're most amped on everything um yeah and so yeah but then it it just depends on when that level of attention kind of comes where it's just like oh you know this you you discover this band when you know most members are in their early 20s or whatever the case may be and it's like yeah yeah it just depends on you know when you get that sort of attention and obviously how people perceive it and handle it and it's like you know if you're under 20 and you know you're already kind of cutting your teeth on touring and recording records and stuff. People are like, wow, they're young. And it's just like, well, like you said, most people start when they're in high school. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, exactly. And we've, we've gotten to go through every stage of this together. Like every, all four of us, like have gotten to go through like 
liking new things and starting uh, new stages in life, whether it be through like uh, music or anything. And we've done it all together. There's nothing about those dudes that I don't know because I was there. So yeah. it's like that. That's also cool too. It's like since I was 14 or whatever, 15, like I've got to see their musical progression and I've got to see like uh, everything, you know? So it's like, it's, there's no, it's, it's cool to have grown up like together and to be so young because like one, by the time we're like whatever, 30 or 40 or 50, it's like, I'm gonna know, I know everything about these dudes. You know, it's not like, there's no question, but I'm not like worried that one of them's gonna like do something sketchy or anything. Cause it's fucking not, you know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Just, well, yeah, you've been, you're, if they did, it'd be idiots, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, cause you, you've existed with these people for so long and that's, yeah. You yeah. Know, there is, who are they going to hang out with even like, who do we hang out every single day? Like, right. it's like, if somebody fucks up, like they're pretty much fucked. Like, I mean, not, nah, and you know, and, and I just don't think like that would, anybody would do anything like malicious. And like, that's kind of something that's like, you know, you, you meet a lot of people, like, not just in music, but, like, who you think are really, like, cool, and you look up to them, and then, like, you kind of meet them, and you're like, ah, you know, yeah, they're kind like, of fucking sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, like, I never, sense. but then I can get back in the van with, like, my dudes, and I don't have some dude sitting there, I'm like, well, I think you're kind of fucking sketchy, too, but I can't say that shit, you know, like, yeah. like I just know that, I, I know them, you know, it's awesome. Sure, sure. Um and two two last things. One of them could be kind of a, a bigger thing, but I I know, like you okay. said, you mentioned, um, and the reason I bring it up is because I, I personally have a lot of members of my family have battled depression, and you know how. Yeah. I mean, obviously, music is such a uh, cathartic thing for people that do go through that. You know, like are are you actually like medically diagnosed as such, or is it one of those things where it's like, I. I've gone to like therapists and stuff like that. Like, uh, mm. I'm not medically diagnosed because I don't like. I kind of refuse to do it. Okay, but I mean all the all the signs are there. Problem, but yeah, the, the signs say I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but I've I know I've dealt with like that's what I call it. At least cause I've, I've you know dealt with a lot of stuff personally. My grandfather is like uh, medically diagnosed, and he was like committed to suicide stuff a couple years ago. So like, yeah, it's kind of like runs in my family and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so like, it's just kind of been like, yeah, I don't know. That's music for me has been like, I don't know. That's, that's it, it helps. Bal- I that's write the lyrics and everything. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like that's kind of it's kind of hard being at home sometimes because like you get so used to like being around you people all the time. If we've been for the past six months and like if, even though stuff like gets really hard, it's like they're still there. You know, you're still around people all the time and like mm-hmm. yeah, that's been kind of a a little bit of a, a struggle. And I think all of us are like, I was like half the band or so kind of deals with some of that stuff too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know. I've, I write all the lyrics for the band. Like, so it's that, that more even than music. You know, it's like been really helpful to me. Sure. It's like get it out there, I guess, whatever, put it on paper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like put it, it's a cathartic experience, obviously. Definitely. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so, it, it, you know, kind of, kind of coupling that where, you know, you were just saying where obviously it's like, it's difficult to be home. Like, you know, did, is that kind of a catalyst for you obviously being like, yeah, it's harder to be home. So I really want to be in a different city every night. Like, do you think yeah. it's, it's kind of coupled with that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. Like, like being, able to like just be in a different place all the time is like it kind of helps you get away from like a lot of the issues that it's not like I come home and I, I mean I love my family I have like a wonderful family it's just like they're stuck inside of me you know that I can kind of get away from whenever I'm with everyone and I can't like when I'm by myself you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so like 
it's it makes it it makes it easier for sure. You know, it's not, it's not like an escape in a way where it's like, if I was really happy, I would still do this. Cause I just, I love doing it. It's like really fun. It's great. But like, it's, you know, it definitely adds to, it makes it kind of like I need to do it. So there's no way we're not going to do it. You know what I mean? It's not really a choice. It was, this is my life. This is like how I was born, like hardcore and punk and all that stuff. And they're like, it's not a choice. You know, it's like, it's what connected with me emotionally. And like, it's just how it's, it's who I am. Like, that's my life now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. And then, um, two, two last things before I uh, wrap it up. One of them is, okay. uh, you know, I, I kind of liked it, especially because, you know, you haven't had, you know, you're younger than me and you haven't had <laughs> these, uh, bevy of experiences to kind of like draw upon what, uh, what's, yeah. what's been the most besides obviously like working with death wish and, you know, no sleep yeah. with it adventures. Um, what's been kind of the, uh, weirdest thing that you have felt sort of like out of body experience with the band where it's just been like, dude, I can't believe that we get to, you know, do this because of this. Like, I never thought that that would happen. Dude, so many, everything that happens, like every single time, <laughs> like, like every single time it's like, like we're about to go to Europe next week with the feeder right. for like three weeks. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> right. Like, there's no way. Like I saw the feeder a couple years ago and like, you know, like, that was a big deal to me. When we went on tour with Touche War of the Feeder, I was like, dude, when a couple years ago, that fucking losing sleep, losing friends shit. That was my Facebook about me, man. Like, that was some real shit. <laughs> and they're just awesome. like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. I got to go. Yeah. But like, dude, like, you know, like, dude, like, that, when those records, like, when that first The Feeder record came out and, like, that, that, uh, that first Touche record or whatever, they like, it was just a couple years ago, but like, that was like, it was a big deal for all of us. You know, we like loved the records and like, uh, no, uh, I don't know. Like it's everything. Like getting to do that tour, we're like working with like uh, a spoken agent dude who like works with all these bands that we love, and like he's he, it's it's just cool. Like everything, you know, the Europe shit, yeah. any tours. We're talking about we're doing some tours in the fall. Uh, I'm not like not gonna say shit about, but I'm just like yeah. wow, that's like crazy. Like sure. it's like super cool to like be able to play with bands. So like I have seen so many fucking times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like. Dude, we're playing this as hardcore. Like that's I'm playing with like fucking negative approach and like in my eyes and like grill biscuits and like fucking lifetime and four punch and it's like it's like what? Like it's and fucking ugh, it's crown of thorns, man. Even like playing crown of thorns, like that's crazy. Like I'm playing a show with crown of thorns. Like I know that's like that's I don't know if that's like people that's come to like we love like all kinds of hardcore and like all kinds of punk music and to just be able to play with all these different kinds of bands. And it's like hard and to not be really pigeonholed as I think, because we do play with like people, people see it's like, you know, like Christ bands, we do play with like hard bands. So like, you know, it's like, it's cool. It's like everything is a surreal experience. And, sure. you know, as I think it will be always, hopefully. Yeah. That's no, the best dude, part. Keep, yeah. That obviously you got to keep that uh, childlike wonder. Um, because yeah. that, you know, once, once you, uh, I think a mistake or just something that happens with age and certain people where it's like, once you, I guess, expect things to happen, that's when, that's when it obviously becomes less fun. Like, you know, when you don't have to worry about kids coming to the show, um, that that's when you kind of like lose that perspective. And I mean, yeah, I mean that, that kind of, we uh, speaking of surreal experiences, that was one like in a way where, it it didn't like it. It wasn't like on a huge tour or anything, so it didn't like lose a percent. But like, dude, when we were on that two show tour, like it was like 
kids are coming to this shit. Like, whatever. Like, that that was, like, honestly, like, that was, that was kind of cool. Just because that was the only time it ever happened. Like, I did not have to, like, think, like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Because it was, like, kids are going to come to this show to see this band. It's, like, insane. We are going to get to play to a bunch of kids for the next, like, three weeks. And, like, I don't really have to worry about it. And that was surreal because that was awesome. Yeah. So I wasn't stressing every single second like I was when we did the one with Xerxes or did the one with Full of Hell, who are both, like, amazing bands. But, like, you know, two, two shows kind of, like, broke that uh yeah that you know that point and that's like awesome they're amazing dudes like that's great but like yeah it's just that was surreal just like playing those shows and like nobody was that worried about it you know what i mean like that was normally like the main focus of like my worry in general like for tours but like it's like yeah i mean and it's like not a ton of kids game it's like whatever you know like yeah i don't know that was really cool that was surreal yeah yeah, but, yeah. that's awesome um yeah and kind of to, to wrap things up, just on a, a, a side note, based on the, uh, you know, obviously, like you mentioned once in the interview with Adventures. Um, yeah. I think it's uh, like when Chris from No Sleep first played that for me as well. Um, it, it's just so funny because obviously the style that Code Orange Kids plays is, you know, it could be considered a throwback in some way, shape or form. And like, obviously um, it shows influences beyond, you know, you being a quote unquote young band. Um, yeah. and adventures is exactly the same thing, except completely different musically. Um, so it's just, you know, cause people could compare it to a lot of stuff that was happening, you know, whatever in the, the mid nineties emo, uh, explosion. And, um, it, you know, it's just, it's just kind of funny. So like, it, obviously adventures kind of explores a different side of you musically and the same yeah. sort of idea where you are hearkening back to influences that might not have been, you know, might be overlooked by a lot of kids that are younger dude yeah like for for adventures i can kind of speak on that for both bands like for adventures it's like you know we love the all the current bands are like awesome they're great but like you know we want to make a band that sounded like knapsack and like that sounded like kind of like texas is the reason or kind of sounded like fucking you know even like jawbreaker or something like that you know like we like that's as much as like we love current bands like that is kind of us like that's not as interesting as like trying to pull influences from like uh fucking i don't even know like fucking university club like anything like and just like try to put it all into something that sounds fresh and kind of like sounds new you know even though it's like it's us doing and like same thing with like conorch kids like we write parts like we're thinking like it's it's not like we're like oh we're gonna make this sound like this band but it's like yeah like i dude i kind of want this song to sound like fucking it's here it was gone or like i want this song to sound like burn like you know like it doesn't i don't know it's kind of like sure. i don't know yeah like with 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 all that stuff it's kind of we try to pull everything you know but like we also all all listen to like current bands like all the time you know like yeah. one of my favorite bands that like adventures takes influence from is like tiger straw and like we met those guys and like they were like the one of the coolest bands we ever met you know and uh like so just being able to pull like you know stuff from everywhere is like that's part of why i think like our two bands i mean at least in my heart in my opinion like have something a little bit different and like a little bit special that hopefully like people will or will not like catch on to but i know it's there you know i know that we draw from different places than a lot of other bands you know especially our age so yeah i I think you know like just to kind of wrap it all up the I think, you know, what, what gets me stoked on this is because like, you know, you look at the, the attention spans of kids that are into independent music. Like, you know, I just recently, like, I mean, I went to Warp Tour yesterday, 
So it's like, oh, you know, shit, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's, yeah, it's, cool, yeah, yeah. it's, it's always an interesting experience for me. I usually, well, I, I always go for work in some way, shape or form. So, but yeah. it, it, you know, granted that's of course, as I guess as quote unquote, as mainstream as it gets, as far as independent music is concerned, but you know, the youth culture, pop culture, like all of that that's wrapped up within independent music. Like, you know, the idea is that once you hit a certain age, you're supposed to get out of it. Um, but you know, it's, I look like referencing myself where it's like, you know, I'm 31 years old, but I can listen to a band like adventures and code orange kids and be excited about it because not only is it current enough for kids that are fans of bands that are current, but also people like myself that have, you know, experienced other bands, like everything that you're citing his heroes gone burn, et cetera, et cetera. That stuff that's like still meaningful to me, but obviously meaningful to you as well. And it's just, it's great. That combo makes me so excited. So, you know, bands like balance composure, title fight, like all that stuff. Those bands rule. Like it's, it's exactly like that's, that's amazing. Like that, like if, and and if that's like, if that's the case, like if if I can't be into punk and hardcore when I'm like 30 or 40, whatever, then I'm fucked. Like that's just what I like. You know what I mean? Like, and it's at one of those points where it's like, I've re- I know that I'm only 19 years old, but there's things in life that you know, like, you know, this is something that I'm going to be a part of, you know, forever, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be tall and weird and skinny forever, right. and I'm going to like hardcore and punk and shit forever, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, it is what it is, you know, yeah. like, and, like, I, I the I think that that's the great thing about punk hardcore and about bands, like, you know, like, like you were saying, Title Fight and Not the Pleasure, and like, it's, we, they might be on Wolftober, they aren't that. You know what I mean? Like they aren't that culture that is trying to force you to be done with something at a certain age or force you to like be this, like those bands are like punk bands, like real punk bands, you know? Sure. And like kids see, can see that you can see it on their faces. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I hope that people feel that way about us, you know? But yeah, no, yeah. dude, that's the, Hey, that, that is a goal. And that's a, even though this is, this could be considered a trend now where it's like, there's obviously younger bands that are playing sort of older ish style music, but it, dude, it's a, it's a trend that I want to see continue to happen because it's like, it forces kids that might only be into the most current stuff to like look backwards, which is obviously what keeps the culture moving forward in general. And you can tell that that's those bands goals, especially like just, I'll just keep using those bands as an example. Cause they're easy, like title yeah. fight. Like the, you know, title fight, like from what I understand, I don't know title fight at all, mm-hmm. but like from what I understand, like, you know, they are trying to like further that and push that in a way. And like, you see most of the time, like, and this is just subtle, but like even just the shirts, those, those guys wear, something like that, you know, like yep. it, it definitely exposes kids that, uh, especially cause they are playing with popular type music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it exposes kids to like, look at that and be like, Oh man, I should fucking listen to quicksand. You know yeah. what I mean? Or I should listen to youth of today or like whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. That's really cool. And if it's a trend, then like, all right, whatever. Like who cares? Like people who say that shit, it's like, it doesn't, it's just none of that shit matters. So yeah. like, everybody should just do it. You know, just do what you like, do whatever. And yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you, Jamie, for wanting to hang out and uh, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun because uh, obviously you'll be doing a lot of interviews over the course of the next uh, you know year or so, and uh, yeah, I hope this will start you off on the right foot so, because you'll be answering a lot of the same questions, dude. So, how's your new record? How's this? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say it's awesome. <laughs>
That's what I'm gonna say every single time. Dude, did you see? Uh, did you see? There was like a dude. Lamb gonna fucking hated this shit, but like there was a press release thing for like the recording or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I, whoever I was talking to, I, was, I just said shit's gonna be buck. Oh yes. And that went in the thing. Yeah. Which is cool, but like everybody's like, yeah, they think they are like shit's gonna be. I was like, I don't know, man. That's just like I just say that shit. I don't like it is. It's gonna be awesome. If I didn't think it was gonna be awesome, then I wouldn't fucking do it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that would be super embarrassing. No, like, no, totally. So, I don't, dude, it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fine. Totally. It, it, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's perfect. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.